What up, everybody? I'm the big homie. Hey, yo, it's your boy, G.I. We want to welcome you to our show called That's, That's What's up. up. Show about people bringing topics to the table me and G.I. aren't normally familiar with. Right. We want to welcome everyone at home. Season two. Season episode two. One. I, I know. You ready? I'm ready, brother. Let's get into Let's it. Let's do the damn thing. What is good, What's big homes? Up? Season two, man. Season two. We've that, come a long way. We have, bro. Oh man, I'm. This I'm is some hyped. good shit, right? Here. <laughs> I can't wait. That's right. Um, but for everyone at home, welcome to that's what's up. Welcome. Um, we got a big season ahead of us. That's right. Um, and this is only episode one. That's so right. Are we ready? Yeah, we kicking we kicking it off real big already, right well, out the gate, nice and strong, nice and strong. That's right. We got two guests on the line. Uh. One of them actually makes the track that you hear at the beginning. That's right. Uh, and the other one, uh, they, they work very closely together, I believe. That's so, right. Uh, we want to welcome to the show DJ Grumble and Blank Anthony. What's up, fellas? Yeah, DJ Grumble up in this building. That's right. right. Well, not, not physically, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're a little ways away, but you're still up in the building. That's, that's what's up. Yeah, man, I want to thank you guys for uh, joining us, man. You know what I'm saying? Both of y'all, man, that's what's up. Hey, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, glad to be thank home. you for having us, bro. You got it, man. That's what it is. So, yeah, man, we're going to kick this off. Um, just like my man said, uh, you know, with the intro, uh, just a quick story for everybody that doesn't know. Uh, we were both college students, and um, before we got talking about doing this podcast, you know, we just kind of brainstormed a lot about, uh, you know, how we wanted to kick it off. You know what I'm saying? That's and right. my man came through with some instrumentals. Uh, via YouTube and you know he's like you know what you think about this one this one this one I heard DJ Grumble's Legends fell in love with it that's right fell in love with it I'm like yo this is definitely going to fit the show this is fitting us because we two laid back brothers like you know what I'm saying if y'all ever get a chance to meet us we just like to kick back that's like some good damn driving yeah. music right there <laughs> when, when <laughs> you know I listen to that track I think of like Backyard Barbecue you know Southside um, mm-hmm. yeah you know what I'm saying <laughs> Um, Grums, what, what was your mindset if you, if you could recall making that beat, man? Yeah, so um, shit. At the time, um, so I made the beat like 2010 or 2011. At the time, I was a, a student at Cornell. All right. And I was on like winter break, I think. And I was at my parents' crib, and you know, I, I was bored, so I'm making beats. And uh, I decided to flip the sample that Ninth flipped uh, for the Destiny's Child joint. Right. Shout um, out to Ninth. Yeah, I forget. Them I, I was yeah. reading the name of it, but I found the sample and flipped it, and that's that's how it became Legends. I tried to make it, you know, like like bang a little harder than like an R and B joint, mm-hmm. and like that's that's been one of the the beats that like people really like on my SoundCloud and, and Spotify and shit. So that's what's up. That's how it came about. But yeah, that beat's been kicking around for a while now. Yeah. That's Shout awesome. out to Ninth. That's what's yep. up. Shout out to Ninth. Yes, sir. Um, so yeah, man, um, let me, while we got you grumps, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself real quick. Yeah, man. Um, so I grew up in, uh, Massachusetts, uh, All right. started producing in high school or junior high, um, started getting exposed to like East coast hip hop, like pretty early on, um, you know, like Gangstar, like Pete Rock. I was trying to oh, emulate, really? like, you know, DJ Premier and all in my beats, like, you know, oh, how do I get my beats to sound like that? You Primo. know? Primo, um, yep. Primo, yeah. shouts to Prem, and then um, yeah, man. And then I took a, a journey through school, man, because uh, basically uh, it turned out I was a 
pretty good at chemistry. Um, applied to college. I got into uh, Cornell. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to Cornell. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's a beautiful place. Um, I got my bachelor's uh, degree in chemistry from Cornell. Um, then I went to Northwestern for graduate school uh, for a PhD. Um, finished most of it there, and then I transferred to WashU in St. Louis and uh, finished it there in 2017, and then moved back to uh, Bass to take a job. Uh, so really? I'm now working in the chemical industry right now. I've been in the industry for about two years. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and the um, yeah the music was always a hobby until it wasn't a hobby, and like people got super interested into it. You know what I mean? And I, I've been making beats the whole time, like you know, all the way through school. So that's what's up. Just kind of like awesome. yeah, yeah, having two like totally different like interests. You know? Right. Mm -hmm. So we got we got Grums here, but Blake. How about you tell us a little bit about yourself and your upcoming? Yes, sir. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, uh, shout out to Grums. Uh, shit, I'm, I'm originally from the Midwest, Topeka, Kansas. That's Top City, shout out. All right, uh, okay. Been just, like, moving around my whole life, man. I was jumping around to, like, went to Georgia. Mm -hmm. uh, my pops is from L.A. I went out there for a little bit. Then uh, I ended up in Florida. Moved to Texas. Shout out to Deuce Dime, 210, San Antonio. That's kind of where I actually started rapping. Okay. Um, and then uh, when I moved up to Tacoma, um, it was super circumstantial. Mm -hmm. But then when I when I got up there, where I got up here, uh, that was kind of like when I was like, well, it's a new area. What am I doing besides rapping? Well, nothing really. So I just like started hitting open mics and such. And uh, I got <laughs> actually I got a bet. Uh, from this dude I was working with in this factory, I was making imitation crab, and uh, this dude bet me <laughs> that I couldn't rap on those. Yeah, for real though, it was this tall Japanese dude. I'll never forget. He was, he was a cold homie too. He always he would always press me to freestyle, and I was just like, man, chill out. Yeah. But uh, he uh, he told me I couldn't rap on no DJ Grumble beats, and I was like, who is this DJ Grumble? Nigga? I rap on whatever, okay. bro. Yeah. So he he, uh, he put me on. I got the links. And then, like, shit, I was hooked, bro. I just started digging and just, like, stalking his SoundCloud. I would just be waiting for him to post something. Right. And uh, honestly, to say, though, that was, like, the big, like, uh, I guess, trigger for me up here where I was just, like, that's when I was really digging into writing hella. Because at the time, I was just rapping and freestyling over, like, Pete Rock Beats right. and, like, the Pete Shermental 1 and 2. Okay, And then, yeah. like, uh, uh, MF Doom or uh, Mad Libs Urban Spices. Ooh. Yeah, I was hella on those beats. And I made a couple tapes with uh, his beats and shit, like Charn Suka, that was on one. And then Yeah, the yeah. I remember that one. I, I, I bought, like, all the MF Doom, like, special herbs and spices. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. man. I was studying those shits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then you just bump them, and you're just like, what? And like, yeah. you just you vibe into them. You can't help but either, like, pick them apart or try to wrap some shit on there or just you, whatever. You can't help but, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, y'all, I can vibe with y'all, both of y'all. You know That's what I'm right. saying? Because y'all, y'all inspiration. <laughs> no, for real, y'all. My man, IJ, you tell him, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> he knows how I, how I carry around bumping what I bump. You That's know what right. I'm saying? All yeah, day, every yeah, day. Yeah. And I'm, like, in my own world with it. You know what I'm saying? So when you said mad look, come on, man, like... <laughs> Hey, shouts <laughs> to Bandana legend, one time. Yeah. What would you say, Blake? Can you repeat that? Shouts to Bandana one time. That has been my shit. Yo, yeah, I've, been, I've, I've had that on repeat since it came out. Word, Bruh. word, word. That's crazy. Um, but yo, that's what's up though. Um, so if we didn't mention it, I don't think we. I think we failed to mention the topic of the show. 
But you're right. Yeah. So we got the writer, the producer, all right? The, yes. the <laughs> chef, the chemist, okay? Yes. We're talking about life in the music industry. That's what it is. All right. Now, if I believe I sent you both a little form uh, yep. is where you guys could kind of write down some stuff you wanted to talk about. I just want to bring the table to you guys for a second. You know, what do you guys have for the table for for discussion? Uh, well, straight up, uh, Grums, I'm gonna jump in, man. I don't know if you got some things you wanted to tackle. Hey, man, yeah, you, yeah, you take the stage, man. It's up to you. For sure, man. Uh, so let me get this blunt. Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, so, uh, shit, what, what do I want to say? First of all, you said the chef and the chemist, and I think that's dope because uh, that's like really what it is, man. That nigga's right. literally a chemist. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, be in the lab, like in the lab for real. Uh, but yeah, just life in the music industry is it's interesting, man. It's a lot uh it's a lot less shine and glimmer and 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 glam than mm. what it is portrayed as. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, and it's a lot more hard work, dedication, and head down grind type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And so I I think uh I don't know, just to be brief, like I think I spend a lot of my time trying to organize rather than create because mm-hmm. the creative part is like what you do when you're when you're like when it's what you're supposed to do or just when you have the passion for it and you love it that part of it is the easy part the making new stuff part is just like the no-brainer piece right. and it's still a process in itself you know what i'm saying you still right. piecing shit together and making mm-hmm. something from nothing or flipping the sample and uh waffles had a good uh metaphor last night my homie josh i live with he was like uh making phoenixes rise from the ash how many phoenixes can you make rise from the ash that's how he perceives flipping samples and i was like that's tight you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but the creative part's the easy part once you got like uh shit man i got like 20 or 30 tracks right now that i'm trying to like move around and stuff and you're looking at your calendar and you're looking at like i got this event and i need a book for this month and Mm. i got this drop coming up and i don't want this release to overshadow that release like when you're looking at the strategy and kind of the chess game of it that's when you're actually like doing the business side and right. that's the <laughs> that's the that's the grind the hard part, part. Me, yeah that's you know what is interesting you you bring that up because um i think that's one of the huge discrepancies uh in today's hip-hop society where you got cats um that are you know, that came out before I can remember that put in a lot of that hard, you know, hitting the ground running that's, work. That's right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And are now just able to get the shine that they worked so hard for and the recognition. There's a lot of cats out there that don't get the recognition they deserve, that I, opinion, in my opinion, I think they deserve. Right. Hell um, yeah. But they're just starting to get that now. And it's like now that they're getting it, you have and, and no disrespect to any artist out there that's striving to make a brand for themselves or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the cat that's doing it now is just getting on real quick without putting in any of that. Right. You know, and us older kid heads are looking at it like, well, nah, dog, you got to pay your dues. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where the contrast of older hip-hop versus today's hip-hop, you know, there's a lot of cats that put it 
and some perspective, and they get <laughs> almost angry about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, like to be real with it, they they get kind of angry, and it's like I feel you, dog, because. You know, as a young kid, you know, you're always taught you got to work for what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, what do, you, what, what do you think about that, uh, Blake? Well, no, I mean, that's facts. Like, that's kind of how I was brought up. You know what I'm saying? But, like, <laughs> my, my, like, so coming from Topeka, you know what I'm saying? My mom is, uh, my grandma was in the class of a board, Brown versus Board of Education. Oh, Because wow. I went in Topeka. And my grandma was in that class with the little girl. Who the story centered around? Wow! And so, like, okay, she turned around and had like five, five, six kids, and they were just you know like raising all my uncles and shit together and stuff. But what they learned at an early age is that like she she was a provider and she was gonna make sure they had everything they needed to live. But mm-hmm. she's not gonna provide you none of the shit that you want. Like you're gonna have to figure out how to like come up and go get that stuff. Right. And so like that kind of just like trickle down effect to me, even from dad's side coming from LA stuff, like him and his parents, they were very much like anything that you want, you better go figure out how to lawn, mow some lawns or whatever, go get the money and then go get it. But That's like, you up. know, we'll, we'll we'll make sure you eat. But then so being with them, they're very much just kind of like <laughs> they would look at me and just kind of shrug like, you're complaining about not having this, but you ain't doing nothing to get it. Right. <laughs> so yeah. like yeah. I've never really had it in my mind that like anything was really owed to me or no sense of like entitlement shit. So when I am approaching my work with the music, it's more of like, all right, what did we do yesterday? Okay. What can we do today? That's mm-hmm. better than that. Or just kind of like, uh, um, uh, if I'm seeing, seeking some kind of potential recognition or if I want to get booked for some particular, particular venue that I think would be beneficial for my career. Well, then I look at the steps it takes to get that instead of like, <laughs> a lot of a lot of the radio shows out here, they get messages from people who are just like, "You're sleeping on me, bro," and then they just send a link, <laughs> or, wow. or just be like, y- "Y'all put on a lot of whack niggas. Y'all should listen to me." And then it's just like, <laughs> "Wow, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." And it's like, "What?" Like that's so abrasive. Or just like, <laughs> yeah, like, I like that's not how you start you try to start your brain. You get your name out. That's smooth. You know, like, yeah, just to stay on the topic of what y'all was asking though about like the hard work aspect and like feeling like you need to come up. Uh, I don't think it was West Side Gun or a Benny. One of them was saying something about like hip hop's always been an older man's game, and like he didn't start his career until his thirties. He didn't start rapping until his thirties. Right. And it's like you think about Freddie Gibbs. I think he's is he almost forty? I think he's like thirty seven. Yeah, he's definitely. Like that. Yeah, he's definitely. Madlib's forty five. Man, Madlib's forty five, and right. also Madlib's forty five. Uh, shout out to Vitamin D out here in Seattle. He like crafted the whole hip hop Seattle sound out here. Mm-hmm. He's he's up in his forties, man, yeah. and he uh, he's like best friends with Jake One, and they run in the same circle and everything as far as like mm-hmm. producing. And it's like he's one of those people who <laughs> I don't know if he tell you this. I, I I can't really put this perspective on things, but like I don't think he fully got the recognition he deserves for like how impactful he was mm-hmm. in this environment. And mm-hmm. I'm not even from here to say that. You know what I mean? Like I've been Word. here about five, six years. Word. But just coming in here and then hearing how many people reference him, seeing like when he was with ghetto children, then listening to those songs and then just kinda like seeing the effect he has on the current artists coming up and then ha- being able to work with him, you're just like, Oh man, you're a you a grown ass man. Like you got kids. You know what I'm saying? You were approaching your fifties. Yeah. And like your your mind has shifted onto like more adult approaches to the music. And you know, he's mixing mastering, still making his own music, cutting records. It's mm-hmm. all a lifestyle and shit for him. Mm-hmm. But you know, the the recognition.
creation piece isn't something that stopped him or stifled him because the creation is going to be his life. Right. It's just he's building you know, a legacy for his name, pretty much through the hard work, through the hard work exactly. aspect. He's built a legacy for his name. Right now, he now he didn't get millions and billions or whatever. But at the same time, like I think we were talking the other day, and this nigga said he hadn't worked a job in like a decade or two. Word. And I'm yeah, and I'm just like that's Damn. amazing, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's, you aren't rich, that's some crazy shit. <laughs> Word. Like, man. That's crazy. But you know what? That in, in in respect of what you're saying, I totally agree with that. Um, Grums, man, what you um, now see? See this why this why this show is interesting because we got two sides of the spectrum here. We got the MC, but we got also the producer. Right now, Grums, with that same uh, uh, question and aspect of what uh, BA was talking about, what what do you think is the side of for the producer? For, for the producer, I mean, it, it's the same thing, man. Like, it's, it's a lot of grinding. Like, there is a lot of creation. Like, I try to make, like, a beat every day if I have a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, I read, uh, that. I read that. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. And, like, a lot of what I was doing, like, early on, like, in my, in my you know, music career, I was, like, treating it like a hobby. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I got all these beats. I might as well start, like, uploading them places where people can hear them, right? And, like... I was uploading beats even before, like, you know, streaming services were around. So you either you had to have your own website or, you know, you had to use SoundClick or something like that. Damn. And then, um, before the when internet. YouTube, <laughs> when, YouTube, when YouTube started getting big, I was like, all right, let me put all my beats on YouTube because, like, I can just put, like, a still image with it and people can hear the beat. Right. Right. And, and that's how y'all found the Legends beat. So yeah. um, I, I started thinking of ways that, like, I could turn something that was a hobby that I worked hard at in, into something that like other people would enjoy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but I, I do agree with like, with pretty much everything that BA said, you know, there's a lot of paying your dues, man. And like, I, I get messages from people every day, like, yo, let's work. And like, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you want me to like make an album for you? Like, do you want to do a single? Like what, like, you got to you, you, there's no instant gratification in this kind of game, you know what I mean? Oh. Um, like you can't just hit me up and like oh, okay, yeah, we we we're, we're working now, you know? No, I, no. I got to I got to pull you out. I got to we got to see if we're vibing, you know what I mean? Like yeah. send some beats back and forth and like you know, I'm not like I'm not big I'm not a big money oriented person, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to charge everybody who's who's trying to work. Like I'll work with people just strictly off of merit if I think they're really good. Um but yeah, it's 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 really about dues paying, and you can see it in your interactions, like with artists mm -hmm. who, are, who just want to you know come up quick. And they'll like spam your comments, or they'll spam your page, they'll spam your DMs, like hey, check me out, check me out, check me out, check me out. And it's like I don't want to check you out just because you're annoying, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like it's not, it's not about that. Real. That's crazy. Oh but yeah, that's facts though. That's facts though, because it's like you can't you can't just be. <laughs> It's it's like it's like the spam thing is annoying, but it's like it's more so the approach. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, if you like hyper prolific and you putting shit out at like a crazy ass rate, then it's like the spam is whack. But if your communication is good, you know what I mean? Like, motherfuckers might skip the first couple, but then listen to the third or fourth one. You know what I mean? Or just I don't know. But it's it's that whole thing of just being like, let's work, and then it's like dot dot dot. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. they're, they're putting the workload on you. They, you know what I mean? 
that's like somebody hitting you up and being like, I'm gonna come over today. And you like you like they ain't hit you up no time before that. So you're just like, What? Like for yeah, what? Right. Who are you? What? <laughs> Don't show up in my house. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That's crazy. That's crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, like in, in further uh, reference to just paying dues and shit, like mm-hmm. um, I guess how I got involved with with major labels was was the same thing. Like I just kind of I kept I kept my eyes open for what was the best platform for people to hear my music because I started getting good feedback. Right, like mm-hmm. you know, people were like, "Yo, these beats are dope." I was getting a lot of comments on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Then YouTube started getting hella saturated with producers doing the same thing. Yeah. And that's around yeah. the time that SoundCloud got big, like the golden era of SoundCloud, maybe 2012 to like 2016, 2017 uh-huh. or so. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, SoundCloud looks like the move. So I started uploading beats on SoundCloud and then started getting a hell of following on there. Right. Um, and then ultimately, um, like a lot of big things happened off of my beats off SoundCloud. Like I got, um, there's a lot of like YouTube influencers that are like uh, YouTube vloggers who like they do um, all kind of like all kind of content from like makeup and fashion tutorials to like Japanese fishermen and shit. The, they were like using my beats and, and putting it in the background. Right. And with credit. And I'm like, damn, well, like, you know, the- a whole like community of people is is finding my beats through SoundCloud. And uh, it just kept growing exponentially to the point where um, I connected with this artist, Ari Lennox. Uh, through SoundCloud, and she was singing. She was stalking my SoundCloud and singing over my beats. Oh, wow. And uh, one of the one of the tracks that we put out caught the attention of uh, uh, Dreamville, like J Cole's people. And J Cole's manager called me in 2015. He's like, "Yo, like we really love this song, Backseat that you did with Ari Lennox. Like, yo, is it cool if we like uh, remix it and put it on uh, Revenge of the Dreamers 2 mixtape?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hell yeah!" And like that was that was my that was my introduction to the like the music music industry like having somebody with like a, a major label call you up wow um, just just that phone call you know it, it, that that phone call changed a lot man yeah, you know that's um, awesome. and again it was it was it was it was just through a lot of hard work and i had no like end point where i'm like all right this is i'm gonna work towards this goal and i'm gonna be done with yeah it, it was it just happened you know Word. Well, now exactly man like robert glassberg talks about that he's like a uh, man the music is funny because you like you made into this thing and you work so hard on this thing to not really know for sure if you're even going to make it or make any change you know what i'm saying you just gotta yeah. be about the process you have to right. be about the process we know the feeling oh yeah because we, we just, <laughs> when, we, when we started this podcast you know what i'm saying our eyes weren't glued to you know uh you know dollar signs or anything like that you That's know right. yeah. we we just wanted to give something back to the community you know we wanted to start our careers in radio before we had even you know gotten the degree and right starting yeah. the podcast we still, we still getting working on our degrees exactly you know starting this giving back to the community that's just that that's the name of the game yeah you know yeah but uh you know you guys brought i i believe you both brought up something about youtube so let's let's talk about that for a hot second because i started youtube and everything i'm i'm a part of that crowd that saw someone doing something on YouTube and mm-hmm. then was like, they can do it. So can I. So then I started doing it and I failed. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not afraid to put that out. I, I failed, you know? <laughs> um, Amen. but it sounds like you guys were kind of part of like that pioneer age, you know, where, where, you, you know, 
you started doing this and you guys, you know, you either picked up the trend really fast or you started the trend. So I just want to ask, how is that? Was that impactful on how fast you guys got to the point where you were like, I made it, you know? Mm. I don't know. I would say, I mean, that's a good good question, brother. All right. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll answer real quick. I mean, Like YouTube for me, I don't even I don't even upload on there anymore just because it's like now it's kind of dead to me. Like it's it's so many people competing for views now that it's like you don't even really stand out. Like what's the point? Uh, I think I maybe got a total of like five thousand subscribers on YouTube, and that was kind of where it maxed out for me. Mm-hmm. And so at a certain point, I was like, man, I got to move on to like the the, the next hot thing where all the, the yeah. beat makers are putting their stuff up. Right. You know. But yeah, for for a while there there was a golden age of YouTube where like. You know, tons of beat makers were just putting up their beats or like, you know, d- you know, doing videos with them, like, you know, hitting pads on the MPC. Uh, what's his name? Dr. Booney or something like that. Man, there, there, there's, a, there's a few like superstars like kind of around 08, 09 then 2010, like a lot of like superstar like YouTube beat makers. But mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of that has now shifted to uh, like Instagram, for example. A lot of people do yeah. their, like their beat right. making videos on Instagram. Right. Um, but I would say YouTube was kind of like a stepping stone for me. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 that's how I would describe it. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with that. I would say like kind of the same thing, but like I see, I, and I never saw much success from YouTube. Uh, for me, it was like a, uh, it was like a task thing to do. It was like a, okay, we got to get ourselves out there. If we're being serious about this, right. what's the outlet to use? And then I was thinking a lot about facial recognition. Right. Um, and I was rapping under a different name at the time. So I was just like, what I would do is I would uh, <clears throat> have like the songs that I've written. And then I would set a camera up in my mom's basement and then just like, pick my hair out and shit make sure my shit's cooling and then i would just like spit it spit it over the beat in the youtube uh, or in the camera so i could just have my face on youtube and stuff and Mm -hmm. a lot of my homies were sharing those around and people was hearing those and seeing those but you know i was getting like weirdo messages and stuff so i was like i don't even know if this is working yeah and like yeah but but youtube didn't like lead me to a moment of uh you said something uh, particular that stood out to me was the moment of feeling like i made it uh, or or just uh, a success in any particular fashion. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't really feel that way until like I performed the first song. Yeah, you know, or what? at least you know, confident in the fact that like I'm doing something that I'm like, no, this is what I should be doing. You feel me? Right. Um, that's that's cool. I'm glad you brought that up because um, I I've, I've seen that you um you opened up for some big name cats. You know what I'm saying? And some dudes that stuck out. Number one with Bone Thugs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Crazy That's why I actually, say y'all some damn celebrities up in here, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Wishbone, uh, yeah. Crazy, and uh, 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 damn, who's the skinny light can light skinned cat? I cannot think of his name right now. Um, Bone Thugs. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh my God, I'm a hip hop head. Well, any, I totally, look, yeah, I feel uh, you. I I'm, I'm gonna get in trouble for that one. Yeah, I, I right. got his whole, I got like his whole solo tape on my phone too. I'm gonna listen to that and be like, I'm ashamed, man. I said that on the damn, <laughs> the damn podcast, man. <laughs> but look, yeah. So you know, we went out there and it was just a whole bunch of blessings, man. It was like linking up with. I had the right manager at the time. He was really managing my homie, who we were in a group together, and um, you know, just through really through Yodi, who was the other artist in the group. 
through his success, we were getting connections with being able to do these shows. But then me, him, and Waffles, that's Josh, who lives here with me, us three as a team, we were just carrying the show so well that, like, a lot of people were coming up to us like, yo, man, we got this offering for you or this, this, and this. And then our manager would connect the dots, basically. But, mm-hmm. yeah, man, it was like, I would say that being able to open for those acts is attributed to, like, just the how much work we put in to be a, a dope live set. Word. You know, it was, like, a lot of crazy rehearsals and stuff and a lot of just focusing on, like, getting people moving and getting people energetic, you know. But, you know, stuff changes, man. That group done disbanded. Everything happens for a reason. Right. You know. That's but a lot of them, a lot of them big name folk, man, some of them have come full circle. Mm-hmm. I, I, man, I, we got to open for Gucci, man. I wish I could have talked to him. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. But he was like, he's he strictly like, he don't let people, like, he be like, nah, everybody has to get off the stage when I'm performing. Like, nobody can be up here. I don't want no cameraman up here. None of that. He was like, Wow. He don't be playing. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, let me, I, I got a question I want to pose to uh, both of you guys. Um, either one jump in, you know. Um, well, actually, let me let me do it like this. Uh, let me get Grum's take on this first uh, because of the difference in you guys' jobs here. Um, so, Grum's, let me know, how, like, when you create a beat, and you you know you dusted it off and and you, and you sit back and you look at it. Tell me how you feel like once you you finish it. Um, once it's finished. Yeah, once it's finished. Like, how do you know you got something that you have something here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question because because my my process and uh, Blake can talk about this because uh, he he's seen me just kind of like yeah, I was going to say, bro, you be, you got a weird ass process, bro. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, basically, I, what I do is um, I stack up like hella samples. Like, even if um, you know, I can't like work on a beat like one night or something like that. Like, I gotta do something else. I'm still like downloading like rare samples in the background and shit, and collecting samples. Mm-hmm. And then when I got a block of time, I'll just I'll just go through and tag the samples that I think are hot and start flipping beats out of them. But I'll kind of I'll leave the beat in an idea stage, right? Like. So oh. I'll, I'll flip it to the point where it's a dope beat, yeah. but it's not necessarily like a full song. So you don't. Um, so like, you, so like you, I'm sorry. Part of the. Oh yeah, go ahead. So you don't finish it from start to to end right at one setting. Nope. Okay. Usually not, um, okay. because again, like you know, because I because I try to because I make so many beats and I like I, I pump them out like online, like on SoundCloud and on Spotify, like. Um, a p- part of my business model and you know i tested to to a lot of people hitting me up like in my dms and my messages like yo like you know let's let's work mm-hmm. well you know some some of those people do want to work and, and want to pay for beats right so right I usually usually when the beats get finished is you know either when an artist is asking about like prices or something they like a particular snippet that they heard mm-hmm. and i'll be like yo I'll, I'll quote them a price like if you want me to make the full extended version and you want me to like customize it this way or that way that's usually when it gets finished or, or if I'm in a studio, like we, you know, with Blake or something like that, or any of the other artists I work with, you know, they, they got, they, they might've just looped the beat, right. To, to do their, their bars over it and then customize it, um, to, to finish the song off, you know, based on what they wrote essentially, you know what I mean? So I kind of leave them, I leave them as like, um, uh, like they're kind of like spring loaded, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) 
Because yes, you know, some beats I could I could spend like hours just making a a full beat and then nobody likes it. I'm like, damn. All right, well. (laughs) Word, it's a wrap. (laughs) But you, you, yeah, yeah, like that. Damn it. You leave it. You leave something for on the shelf, pretty much, and you can just pull it off when when you're ready. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's basically like I I I like having a big catalog because like. You know, there's a lot of different artists with a lot of different tastes. You know what I mean? So, you know, if there's somebody serious who I'm working with and they're like, yo, can I get like a pack of beats to listen to? I got to ask this question. I know I have the stuff that that's probably they're probably going to like. Yeah. yeah. Let me let me let me get you. Let me ask you one question. And then, Blake, I want I want to get your take on that, too. Um, When you mentioned your catalog. Yeah. All right. Now, I'm just going to put this because I know what you're going to say. Is your catalog close to anything like Dilla's? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know the, the, what the numbers are on his catalog, bro. But like, oh um, man, yeah, I, I got um, just as a rough estimate. Let me don't uh, give a number. You can't. Don't disclose that. I got. I have a. Um, I have a backup drive that I. I have all my beats on since pretty much like two thousand three, two thousand four. Right. And and the total number. I mean, I'm not saying these are all good beats or they're even finished beats, but it's, it's in the like five thousand something range. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Your boy is cracking up. <laughs> I'm saying that's outrageous. My, my, oh man, Grove Ball representing. That's what's up, y'all. That's good shit. Yo, it's, right like, there, uh, it's, it's, it's the, the motto, you know, just be prepared. You know what I mean? Like, it, I can shit. I can pull a beat that sounds like anything. You're you know prepared, what I mean? brother. Yeah, you're prepared, man. Mm-hmm. That is not well. I'm just saying, in in regards to Dilla, man, I know that brother's catalog. God rest his soul, it's got to be up there. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. He's he's thousand. got tons of unreleased stuff too, yeah. like because like you know, he he was working on MPC three thousand, right? And like yeah, that's yeah. pretty old school technology, and like you got to back up your stuff on like zip drives and like floppies and stuff. Yeah. And, like you know, God knows, like how, you know how many like floppy disks or like zip disks or whatever Shit. you know are just sitting somewhere in a warehouse. You know, floppy disk. Yeah, what, what is that? That's no, what it, that's what he did. Son. That's what he did, man. <laughs> wow, that's what he did. Um, yeah. So, uh, ba, let me get your uh, your take on that. When you when you when you're writing, you know what I'm saying, and you're vibing. Like first, let me get your uh, if you if you want to expose it, you don't have to. Your ingredient to writing. Um, you go straight just like off the pad and pen, or you get the beat ready and then you flow off of that. Like which one? Oh, that's a good question, man. Yeah, oh, my bad. I was coughing and shit. I was like, oh shit, I'm trying to do it. Hey man, this that shit Grums just said was so outrageous. I was just like, man, it God. is too. It is. There ain't no catching up, bro. I'll be thinking about that so much, man. I'll be like, man, I write so many songs. Yeah, I'll be like, I'm. I'm gonna catch up to this nigga one day. <laughs> he was like, "Oh yeah, there's somewhere around, you know, five thousand, you know." I, he I'm said like, it so nonchalantly, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got like five thousand. What kind of? Oh man, all right, but ingredient, ingredient to the, the writing process. Uh, yeah, I honestly, uh, it it kind of depends, but I'll say the majority of the time, mm-hmm. I have the beat and I'll write, I'll flow off the okay. beat. Yeah, that's how I do uh, it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, because it's like some, your boy got some skills you got over your, here. Your emotions package for about. <laughs> yeah, I was. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Blake. Oh no, I was. I was saying like your emotion is like already packaged for you, like on the beat. So then mm-hmm. it's like once you hear it, 
you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, most times it's just like if I'm feeling something, I'm going through beats. And then as soon as I like hear the beat that like matches whatever I'm feeling, then it's just like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's just, this is like a hella fickle thing because, you know what I'm saying, if you're mad one day, you hear some shit that turns up for that. And then the next day you're feeling happy. So you're doing happy vibes and stuff. It's like it's not as like black and white as that, but you feel right. what I'm saying. You know what? It's funny you say that because I, you know, just hearing you say that. Um, and checking out some of the, the the joints that you've done, I definitely see the difference. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was just talking to um, my wife about it. Um, my wife loves your, your music. <clears throat> oh, I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? I was talking to her about it a couple of days ago. Um, we were vibing off that joint you did called Flaws. Damn, man, mm-hmm. that's so crazy to me, man. Word. That's so crazy. That, you know what I'm saying? From the beat. To the, your lyrics, that was just like it. And she felt like she was like, okay. And she started doing her little, you know, woman dancing, <laughs> popping that booty. And I was like, okay, yeah. So I, I'm vibing with her. But then, and then, and, and then, in regards to that, we heard another joint. I forget the name. I'm sorry for for forgetting it. But you had more of like a trap, uh, beat oriented, and in, in the flow with it was like a trap joint with the snare. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I've totally paid attention to that, and I wanted to keep remembering that so that I could ask you about what you just said because you kind of just explained how you approach it the with process. your emotions. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like yeah, and it's like it's it's interesting because like currently there's like a lot of stuff going on, and so like you know you know my homies I'm close with they're just like yo it's, there's this one thing that all of them have said that's so interesting to me is they said something along the lines of like yeah man I know you're going through this right now but I can't wait to see what you write out of this right and I've been taking it like kind of personally like man these niggas don't care about me they just want to make all this shit going on these niggas worry about what I'm gonna write but it's like you know like but on the flip side it's like I'm also hyper aware of like the stuff that I was working on, like say in LA when I was with Grunts, mm-hmm. or like what I've worked on since I've been back. It's mm-hmm. like all of it is super like emotion sensitive, and all of it's like you know I'll be chilling, and my beat folder is always like just excessively long, so I can just shuffle and I can just go through it, right. and then like you hear whatever strikes you at that moment. And that you just start flowing to, and mostly it's just like you start freestyling, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you're like vibing, and then yeah. you feel it, and you're just like, oh, this is tight. Yeah. And then you, you shift over to like, oh, okay, I feel like this is tight. I like how this feels. Let me actually turn this into something. That's and what's just up. Stop, stop just freestyling and playing around before I lose this moment. Right. And then you like target that. And then after you've targeted that, then, you know, you before you know it, you're a hook in a verse deep, and now you're like, oh man, this is tight. I have to finish this. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's right. That's what's up. And so, mm-hmm. and so it's all about like just kind of emotion and vibe for me. It's more like just send it like a release, like an emotional release. I wish uh, what I'm currently working on right now is starting to be very intentional mm. about like the time of day that I write and like how many hours a day I do and stuff like that. I'm Word. trying to get more mechanical with it. Okay. Is there a time? where you feel like you're a better writer versus another? Not like time of day. I just know that like I probably just need to commit like a, a, a number of hours okay. every day to get like a certain amount of output. Because mm-hmm. like last night, it's always, most of the time it's like late night, I'll just be vibing. But there's, I think the reason that it's that is because I know from like, if I get off at 11, 
shit, I could be in that bitch till 6 a.m. and still sleep enough to go to work the next day. You know what I'm Word. saying? That's so that like, dedication It's right all there. about just having the time. Yeah, That's man. Right. You're a dedicated soldier when it comes to that. I'm, I feel like I'm a lot like you when, you know, with your style when you write and everything, saying you got to, you know, be in the right mindset for the beat because it's yeah. like, you know, I don't I don't want to say I'm in the game or anything. <laughs> no, nah, but here's the flip, but, uh, here's the flip on that, bro. I, okay, uh, so you, you're all in tune with the way you feel and how to communicate that. But the flip side is that's that's not that's the that's not to say some shit's easy but that's the artist no-brainer part you know what i'm saying like mm. that is you that's like your reminder that yes i am this artist yes this is real this is what i'm supposed to be doing mm. the business work side of it is when you're sitting in the studio with five of your peers and the producer plays a beat and says this is the one we're doing Mm. And you're like, then it's like oh. your vibes and stuff don't matter at that point. Anything could have happened the day, that day. Anything could have happened yesterday. Your, your mom could be sick. Whatever could be going on. Mm-hmm. But like you're at work. You know what I'm saying? So That's you gotta. Right. It's just like going and clocking at the job. Yeah, you can have a bad day. Don't complain to the customers. Word. That's right. Man. You know I mean? like it, this is weird. That's just that. That's why I'm saying the intentional piece is what I'm yeah. working on right now because like I want to be able to just be chilling with any given producer at any given time and have them be like, y'all was working on this trying to get somebody on it and they flip it. And for the most part, whenever somebody needs a verse or somebody needs somebody on a song, like I'm working with several producers right now here in Seattle who are just like, yo, I had this verse from this dude, but nobody's been able to write a hook. Just give me some time with it, I'll be able to get something for you. But I want to be able to enter the room. And this is what we're doing today, y'all. We're in the studio. This is him. This is him. Whoop de whoop, whoop de whoop. Beat plays. This is what we're working on. And I could still be like, all right. And Ludacris some shit. Ludacris was like that. Luda could just Word. walk in the studio and be like, play it. And Word. then he'll write you a verse. And then boom, what we're doing? We're doing the hook. He'll write you the hook. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. He's nasty, son. Definitely one of the top top ten lyricists. True lyricists. Yeah, underrated. Underrated. Luda's mad underrated, bro. You think so? so? Underrated, man. You think so? Really all tough. Grums, yo, you, you said you think he's underrated. Yeah, because like you know, if you ask like most people, like yo, who's your like top ten or whatever, they're not you, usually not gonna throw Luda in there. Mm-hmm. I think because like yeah, mainly right. he was known for like party joints. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. uh, you, you know, like he had like uh, get back, get back. You don't know me like yeah. that. Like yeah. all, you know, a lot of party joints and shit. But like, like move, get a lot out of the way. Don't appreciate necessarily <laughs> uh, his lyricism. You yeah. know what I mean, and like also, also his his uh his vocal delivery too is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his mm-hmm. command of his voice and everything. Yeah, but, um, I, I definitely yeah, put him in my top ten. He, he, yeah. yeah, that's that, that's my opinion on Luda. But yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to work with him someday. All right, Luda, if you're listening, bro, we got we come we on, got, we got DJ Grums for you, bro. That's right. Yeah, yeah, so you got you. you got mature Luda, you got grown Luda too. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, Grums, let me get um your take if you remember making this beat, man, because um I peeped this joint out and I felt like I was like back in like nineteen ninety three with it when I first heard it. Um, okay. Your this joint you did called Castles. Oh yeah. Oh my god. You uh, talk about boom bap, son. <laughs> oh <laughs> nigga. I was like, yo, this is what's up. This this is this is hip hop right here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm feeling that. What would you think when you when you created that joint? Yeah, I can tell you a little bit about that. Um, yeah, uh, I think, I, dude, that was one actually one of the early beats that I made, like in Word. high school. Um, Damn, it was. I think the I called it castles because like the um, 
the sample was called like Castles in Spain. It was like some compilation, one of those like Salvation Army, like you know, seventy-five cent albums. Uh, Yo, wait a minute. Where you, where you, dude? Where you getting your samples from, man? <laughs> <laughs> this dude has got samples out the ass, son. Yeah, man. Um, wow. A lot, a lot of the digging that I used to do, like especially uh, in high school, was uh, like I would take my mom's car and like. I would look up like where all the Salvation <laughs> Armies were, like, like near the, the thrift stores. Yeah, and because they, they have they they have records, you know, for like fifty cents, seventy five cents, and um, and it's not like going to a real record store where like the owner already picked through all the rare shit. Right. right. If you go to like a Goodwill or like a Salvation Army, all that shit just you know came from some some old lady's estate. You know, she just passed away, and they just put all her records in the bin. You know what I mean? So you get to pick through like the raw shit there. Right. Uh, but yeah, that beat, that, that beat, I made that beat like in high school straight up. Like I was maybe like 16 or 17, something like that. Wow. Uh, but yeah, that, that was that was the boom bap phase when I was like trying to emulate like, you know, the Wu-Tang and like DJ Premier and, and mm-hmm. shit like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can definitely tell that it's the boom bap influence yeah. on that one. I'm digging that. I'm loving that. That's... That's my, 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 my take on hip hop. It's gotta have like that boom bat type feel vibe, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be like hard drums and kicks, but just the, the cadence of the melody of, of the drum kick, you know what I'm saying? It's gotta have yeah, that. You know, and like, yeah, and, and you like know what I'm you know, I've changed up my style over the years and like, you know, experimented with different drums and, and stuff like that. You know, I've made trap sounding beats as well. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like it like it just has to pass the time test. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's beats that are like just trendy beats. Like, you know, like snap your fingers by little John, like nobody's going to be bumping that beat in a matter of 20 years. Like, you know what I mean? Or right. what'd you say, Blake? I said, that's the cut. <laughs> uh, but like, the, you know what I'm saying? That, that beat was just riding that little snap trend that happened. Right. Exactly. But like, the castles beat i was like i was trying to create something that sounded classic like classic hip-hop i was listening to you know what i mean so the fact that it's still hot in 2019 you know even though um you you know boom bap isn't like at the forefront of hip-hop right uh, it's it's more of like can you make is is, does it sound classic is it gonna pass the test of time you're not just riding a little trend you know what i mean yeah because there's lots you know lots of different trends since I started listening to hip hop and, you know, they come and go, yeah. but there's always albums that'll be classic and always, you know, beats that'll be classic. I think, know? I think, um, it's funny that you mentioned that because me, me and the homie IJ, we, we converse about this all the time That's um, right. about the, the state of hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm an avid, and I kick it on the show all the time. I kick it to people that I just have conversations with, um, about how it's changed since you know um the early 80s to now you know what i'm saying but the one thing that i noticed with it with its evolution is that it still had its ground roots Mm -hmm. um you know and i think one of the things that you know guys my age or even people that aren't my age but just love the the genuality of hip-hop are looking what they're looking for they they have to dig back into the past and they're like you know why do i have to go back when True. you know what i'm saying when we got cast us saying like yo i'm a hip-hop head i'm a hip-hop artist but why but where you know and, yeah. they, and it's hard for them to find that so it's it's for me to see brothers like yourselves doing it 
you know, the way y'all doing it, that's gratifying to me in the next hip hop fan. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, no, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, sorry, what were you gonna say? Well, uh, no, I was, I was gonna ask, like, do you feel like there's like such a disconnect to where like the modern wave of music that's coming out is like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Have like, kind of alienating to people who love the boom bat filler, just like the older hip hop or like the the rock Marciano type vibe shit. Ooh, you know what see, I'm saying? I can rock with rock. Marciano. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm Rock saying? is cold, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like that that vibe is very real and alive, but like do you feel like the the younger cats, like the Lil Mosey and like Oh, <laughs> oh You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. do you feel like that sound is too alienating? It it, it does alienate. I I, right. I wanna jump in here. I, I do feel like right. it does, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it's got its role too, you know what I'm saying? Because it's fire. So it's like it's like it's like both sides, but I, I know what you mean because there's it's like a gradient, right? And it's like that music is on one side of the extreme versus Rock Marciano would be on a very far right. other mm-hmm. side of the extreme. But then there's a lot of stuff in the gray area that you can listen right. to, like right now, like pretty much anything Anderson Pack. I feel like both sides can enjoy. Right. You know, and you know what I mean? There's, I'm sorry. Yep. There, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm sorry, IJ. I'm going to let you jump in there. And, but there's nothing wrong with that because even other genres of music have their. That- Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm looking thinking about rock and roll, they have soft rock, they got metal. Right. And hell they always battling amongst each other, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so I mean, it's it's one thing for that to have have happened in hip hop because it's never been that way before. Um, even through the test of times, you know, you had cast that said like, you know, you know, this is more conscious rap, this is more gangster rap. Gangster rap, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it still had its roots. And it all reverted back to like you know the first some hip hop thing. Yeah. yeah. So that, I think that's the problem. That's just my opinion. IJ, what you what you well, think, bro? You know there are there are good you know rappers and good you know hip hop artists today. Don't get me wrong, but like when when you ask, do I think it alienates you know the roots of hip hop? I I really yeah. think it does because it's like. Yeah. You know, these these artists that you can throw out, you know, you can throw out all these artists, but when you go to the Billboard Top 50, you know, Old Town Road is still number one. So it's like... That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Man, and you know what? No shade. It's like, I bumped it, right? And it's like, just as the song, I didn't enjoy it, but I think it's more because I don't like country. So I see it for the movement it is, and that's some real shit. Like, I I like the the cross-platform jump and, like, the taking the stand and being like, Billboard didn't want to accept this until I got the feature, and now I just shout on y'all. And it's like, there's a lot of of things happening right now that's tight for the culture. But it's like, but when you take all that storyline shit out, and it's just the song. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck this song. What is, <laughs> what man, is I don't this? even know I'm supposed to be cussing, bro. My bad. <laughs> no, you like, good, brother. You good. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, it's like, if I don't listen to no country anyways, like, just because you doing it don't make me want to listen to it. And it's like the country trap. So it's really still all about opinions and things. But, like, yeah. that it being number, I guess my point is, it being number one on the billboard just makes me be like, I don't care about billboard. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna listen to any of the top fifty of those songs, most likely. Right, you know what I'm saying? I, it is crazy. You know? like I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. No, that's that opinion shit, man. Because it's like that's a very important thing when you're talking about business. That's a very important thing when you're talking about this is the job and things like that. And when you're what you're trying to work toward. Mm-hmm. But I guess when I'm trying to just like strive toward making something great and something you know musically amazing or something like. You know something on that Roy Ayers level. You know what I mean? Okay, like, yeah. 
Donald Burry, like some falling like dominoes, timeless song that people are gonna hum or something at work or something like that. It's like, right. I, I don't know, it's a different thing, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm high, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I totally agree that, like, yeah, if you look at the Billboard top 50, I mean, most. I would classify most of the hip hop on there as like disposable music. Mm, and, well, call it but pop. I'm saying, you know what I mean? It's hot right now, but like, you know, um, Cardi B, <laughs> nobody's going to be bumping her in like five years. You know what I mean? Like it's, and a lot of these, I mean, I, I hate to like throw around the term industry plant, but um, that's, that's sort of like how we get alienated from the roots of hip hop is where like mm. executives from a label, they're like, Oh, this kid with like the dyed hair, he looks he's edgy and cool. Like mm. let's um you know, let's 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 Six put nine. some money behind him and get him uh, on the uh, tracks, you know mm. what I mean? And like there's no there's no like really uh connection back to to the roots of hip hop and like you know what I mean like 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 for another another artist who I'm like suspicious of is like post Malone, because it's like I'm supposed to believe he just uploaded like one song on YouTube and, and suddenly became or on SoundCloud and suddenly became a superstar. Right. And it turned out he he probably had like a whole team of label people behind him, and like right. e even just a few years ago he was like making Minecraft videos on YouTube. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. some, some, like, that, like so a lot of these like artists like the the top fifty Billboard artists their origin stories are kind of suspect. Mm. And that's like alienation, like you know what I mean. Like they they didn't actually come from hip hop roots. They weren't listening to hip hop, you know what I mean. They they just had the right connections. They knew the right people. Mm -hmm. uh, and bro, yeah. and you hear you hear that um, someone be like, I didn't actually want to rap. You know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. I, I could get paid off this. That might be Cardi B. Brother, she said I could get paid off this. That's why I'm doing this. Like yeah. most of the people, I'm like I can't even say most of the people knew. But I'm just gonna say like a lot of the quote unquote industry plants are like people who really weren't rapping or cared about rapping mm -hmm. until they saw it as like one maybe a lucrative thing that's mm -hmm. easy that's an easy box to place people in but i don't know like two maybe just a career move or just three something to do or like you know what i mean rather mm -hmm. than it being this hip-hop thing or being like oh yeah man i used to freestyle when i was young and right they got my first npc or just like you know what i mean just right, like stuff right. like that like there's no no there's no more storylines to the top now all yeah. the storylines to the top are like reality television there's yep. no like I was rapping in this circle and we was in this uh, rap battle group, yeah. and in this particular year and then and then I met such and such and so we was in doing DJ contests and I remember I was at this party and we was all smoking. But like, see a person like Vitamin D who I was talking about earlier, the Seattle cat, will be chilling in his living room and he'll just be telling us stories about like this dude Eric G I'm working with. He's like, yeah, I was leaving this bitch's house and I jumped off the balcony. And then when I was running down this alleyway, <laughs> I heard somebody playing beats. And so I peeked in their window, and it was the homie, da 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 And then we started kicking it after that. I'm like, Nick, that's a story. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's a story crazy. worth telling, and that's some hip-hop shit. That's yeah. right. But that's, <laughs> you know? man, you know what? That's crazy that, um, you know, y'all feel the same way, man. And I, I See, that's one reason why I love doing this show, because we're reaching out to cats. I'm thinking, like, you know, my case is unique here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo... You can't tell me nothing about hip hop. Uh uh, I don't want to hear it. But <laughs> and you know what I'm saying. Everybody we have on, they end up proving us both wrong. They you ended know? up. They end up either vibing with us or disagreeing. But mostly, you know what I'm saying, y'all. I'm telling y'all, y'all cats are appreciated, man. I love what y'all doing for the game. You know, just showing your dedication and love and passion to hip hop and preserving it. I think that's the key word. Like hashtag preserve hip hop. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I appreciate that. You know, and um. You know, I just want to thank you guys both for um, 
for joining us, man. This has been a treat. Oh yes. You know what I'm saying? I've been hyping this yeah. all week. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I was ready when when we said, "Yo, this is the day that we're gonna do it." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I've been yeah. ready, so it ain't nothing for me to talk about hip hop. That's what's up. That's that's what's up. Now yeah. to kind of close out the show, um, we got a project that we're working on. Oh yeah, um, cupping coming in a cupping of cupping. course, <laughs> coming cupping. in a couple episodes. Um, and we just want to go ahead and ask you guys now: Would you guys be down to participate in that? Yeah, yeah, uh, just, yeah, yeah. Depends on what it is and where I gotta be, you know. Just it's, tell me where I gotta be in, at. It's in the form I sent you. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> can we? Can we? I, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, it's a particular episode, right? So, yeah, yes. yeah. Can we? Can we give the people a little bit of it so they can anticipate it? Nothing. Can't do that. Oh man, it's gonna <laughs> be top secret. Top secret. Okay. Top that's, flight security. That's how. That's how big the project is gonna be. Okay. But we, we wanted. We wanted to make sure that you guys were both down. Um. And like I said, to kind of wrap up the show, would you guys go ahead and tell everybody at home some of your social media outlets where they can listen to yes. you guys at? Plug yourselves in. Hey, go ahead, Grums. All right. Um, yeah, just uh, Google DJ Grumble. Um, Spotify is probably the best place to hear the beats because um, it pays me. Um, and then right. sound, <laughs> SoundCloud for the, the fresh uploads. And then uh, I got a hella al- albums on Bandcamp too, like just crazy different freestyle tools albums I put together. Um, but yeah, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, and definitely follow me on IG at DJ Grumble. Right. Your boy yeah. said Google me. I love you, bro. You just be like, <laughs> I mean, it is true. I mean, it's like, it is true. you just Google. Yeah. <laughs> It oh. is true, bro. You right there. That's just, just like Dex level, bro. <laughs> All right. But yeah, man, uh, I'm Blake Anthony yeah. on Spotify. I'm going to say it like Grums because it pays me. Please right. hit that up, man. Go yes. check out Black Coffee on Spotify. Uh, Blake Anthony, no tricky spelling, nothing like that. Uh, follow me on uh, Instagram, Blake Anthony, no O. It is weird on that. B-L-A-K-E-A-N-T-H-N-Y. All right. Uh, and then link with me on Twitter, same thing. Uh, I got some coming July. Summer's about to be tight. All right. And then me go. and Grums got some heaters for you in the future. It's not going to stop. We're just making music nonstop is what we do. Yeah. yeah. We, got, we got a little, uh, we got a collective for me, man. Because, like, that Flouse, that Flouse uh, joint yeah. um, was produced by my homie Daryl XL, who I met on SoundCloud. And then when I moved out to uh, the Boston area, we, we linked in person. So I'm like, we're, we're kind of like forming all the pieces like Voltron. You know what I mean? I got producers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, we got, we got out in Germany with like the ill mixing and mastering. And he's like an OG head. Um, and like, so yeah, we're just building the team, man. Like building the collective of, of people that, that are all on the same page. So well, I'm the black piece of Voltron. The black yeah. piece. <laughs> whatever yeah, piece that was. <laughs> well, if you need two more, please just give us a call. <laughs> that's what's up that's, and that's what's up we want to thank everyone at home for tuning in uh grumble blake anthony please stay on the line um i'm the big homie all right it's your boy gr we want to thank you all for tuning in we'll see you in the next one all right peace
This podcast was recorded in the Finger Lakes Television Podcast Studio. Visit FingerLakesTV.org for more information on podcast services.